Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are expecting President Joe Biden to step to the microphone before too long here and lay out his plan as it relates to dealing with the rise in violent crimes, uh, dealing with gun violence in particular, uh, law enforcement in general. And there's going to be several components to this. So we're going to kind of tee this up for you. So as you're listening to the president, here's a couple of things that you need to be listening for. First is the fact that the president's going to do a number of things today by executive order. And if you heard a little rustling on air, that was the hair on the back of my neck going up. Uh, Anytime I hear a president of either political party say they're going to do things by executive order, uh, that makes me nervous uh, for a number of reasons. Most of all is that it creates massive amounts of uncertainty. And every one of us, every time we hear executive order or we watch the pen being used to sign an executive order, We need to have echo in our head. What is done by executive order shall be undone by executive order. And we have seen that from everything from borders to immigration to health care. The president has been all too willing uh, to use the executive pen, 47 executive orders on day one in the White House. And he's continued to use that as a strategy Uh, that. That is not the way it's supposed to be done in this country. And, of course, both sides do this. Both sides will say, well, we're just too divided. Congress is just too divided to get this done, so I will do it myself. And I will use the executive order pen. We're going to carve the legislative branch out of the equation, and I'm going to do it this way. Uh, Again, what is done by executive order will be undone by executive order. That creates massive swings It creates great uncertainty, and it is not good for the constitutional republic or for our communities. Now, the president has said that he is going to lay out five key areas that he is going to speak to the nation about today. Uh, First is going to be centered on stemming the flow of firearms used to commit violent crimes. Uh, He's also going to talk about providing law enforcement with more resources. I'll come back to that one in just a second. He's also going to uh, invest in community violence interventions. Uh, That one I'm less clear about, but we'll break that down. And then expanding summer programs and employment opportunities, especially for young people. Very clear coming out of the pandemic uh, that there is angst and fear and uncertainty as it relates to the economy and jobs and opportunity and uh, even maintaining housing and, and food and so on. Some of those basic essentials of living. Uh, He's also going to talk about helping formerly incarcerated people reenter their communities. And that's the area all President Biden needs to do is just hop on Air Force One, make a quick stop here in Utah, 
take a quick jaunt from the airport over to the other side academy and he can see what can happen uh, in a real approach to helping formerly incarcerated people re-enter their communities. And right here in Utah at the other side academy showing that it can be done without any taxpayer money. There's a radical concept for you on a Wednesday. Uh, so I encourage the president to come take a look. Uh, he'll see some extraordinary things, a great Utah model kind of way. Uh, one of the things that the president is going to issue guidelines on today, he is going to provide guidelines. Again, this is also kind of a stroke of the pen thing. Uh, he will advise the Treasury Department uh, to issue guidelines, making it clear that communities, any community that has experienced a surge in gun violence as a result of the pandemic, can use the $350 billion in state and local funded funding included in the American Rescue Plan to hire more law enforcement. They can also use it to purchase equipment that would allow police departments to better respond to gun violence. Okay, this is a think again moment. So the Treasury Department is going to issue guidelines telling communities that are having a surge in violence in their communities that they can use the $350 billion that the state and local funding uh, through the American Rescue Plan, again, that's part of the pandemic relief, to hire more law enforcement. Now, I think that's a, a good idea. I think there's also rich irony there that many of these communities, which are experiencing the highest increase in violent crime, are those who have taken action to defund their police departments. I think we got to stop and think about that a little bit. If in the middle of great unrest, you're going to say, okay, well, we're just going to get rid of them. We're going to get rid of our police departments. And now you're going to circle back and say, well, we've had this massive surge in violent crime in our communities, and so we need federal money to pay so we can hire more officers? Uh, that's a head-scratcher for me. Uh, I hope the, the president explains that in his conversation with the American people today uh, because, to me, that's one of those guidelines uh, that is just uh, a little bit stunning to me. And I, I think it should be uh, a little offensive because, again, we have so many. We've we've seen great reform in a lot of places. Granted, are there communities and departments that need major, major overhauls? Absolutely. Absolutely. So hold them accountable. Uh, if you missed the first part of the show today, uh, we talked about how former convicts and people who've been incarcerated are teaching police departments how to create a culture of accountability. Uh, I can't wait till we can take them back to Washington, D.C. <laughs> they should give the seminar of all seminars on the floor of the House or the Senate. Uh, and we should have every member there in their seats listening to how it can be done different and how it can be done better. Uh, President Biden is also going to call on local officials, uh, as I mentioned, to use that American Rescue Plan funds. Again, that's part of the stimulus packages that have rolled through during the pandemic. Uh, really trying to to uh, advance some things, get some more uh, policing in place uh, to make sure that uh, 
they're moving it all forward. So, again, the areas that the president is going to move through today, stemming the flow of firearms. So there will be a a, a loophole uh, issue that will be discussed by the president, I am sure. Uh, those who sell guns at, uh, at trade shows and so on, that whole loophole, I'm sure, will be addressed. Uh, and there are some there's some good reform there that can be done. It's bipartisan. It absolutely can be done. Uh, making sure we have the right resources, investing uh, in the right kind of interventions, expanding summer programs and employment opportunities uh, for young people, and then again, helping formerly incarcerated people re-enter their communities. That's what we expect to hear uh, soon from President Joe Biden. There's a lot in there to think about. I think there's even more in there that we should think again about as it relates to violent crime in our communities. And once again, I think Utah can be a shining light and a great window in to what a laboratory of democracy can do all by itself. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go across the seas for a little bit. We're going to look at what is happening in Afghanistan as American forces retreat and the Taliban advances. What does that all mean? Coming up next right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.